When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. We are joined, as always, uh, by our super producer, Noel, the Sherpa Brown. The Sherpa. Hmm. It's not quite what we're looking for, but it's pretty good. Exactly. Uh, well, you know what? Um, as always, let's just try to work on it as we go yeah, through. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure. It seems like the, the, the simple one to go to, right? Mm-hmm. The go-to for this episode. Yeah, and we're going to talk about something that is pretty fascinating that came to us from a listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it... Uh, it's it's all over the blogs, really. I mean, uh, mm. when you when you look at all the automotive blogs out there, and and uh, anybody's writing about stuff that you know is along this line, you're going to find that uh, a lot a lot of people are talking about something called the Sherp ATV right now, mm-hmm. or at least they were a couple weeks ago when we were recording this. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was big news then. We have um, to remember uh, we're essentially traveling through time at this point. Exactly right. And so we're going to talk about this thing and you know what makes it tick. And there's not a whole lot known about this vehicle right now. That's true, but we can assure you, spoiler alert, it is real. This is not one of those vaporware things. No, it's uh, it's the real deal, and you can watch it online and. Uh, you can order one if you'd like. I don't know how the uh, the shipping to the U.S. would work or other parts of the world because it's a Russian built mm-hmm. vehicle, mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get into. But Ben, before we start this whole topic today, yes, uh, there's something that's kind of lingering from maybe one of the uh, nuts and bolts episodes that I wanted to mention because this happened to me again this weekend, and it's something that's happened three or four times in the past. And we never got to it. So what? what, what what's up? I did mention this. Stop me if you. If okay, I'll stop you. If I All right. So, um, unless times. it's good, oh, and then I'm gonna just. Keep going. Well, I'm it. sure that you're going to, you've probably experienced this exact same thing, but haven't maybe put it all together yet. But I, I've, I've noticed in the past maybe five or six months, mm-hmm. because this is going back to nuts and bolts. I wanted to mention it then. Uh, at the time, it was three or four times this has happened. Here in Atlanta, I'm on the road, you know, Georgia 400 or I 75 or whatever it happens to be. It doesn't matter what highway really, mm-hmm. um, as long as it's multi lane, you know, three, four lanes wide. Sometimes I will be passed by a vehicle that is traveling so fast that I honestly 
look behind me for the police to be approached, like a, like it's a, a high speed like chase. chase, like a high speed chase situation. Okay, I don't know what the deal is, but in the last five or six months, I've been passed by cars that are going like I'm going to ballpark this like 150 miles an hour on the highway. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's it's eye-opening when it happens because they are just blazing by. I don't and, think you mentioned this. Well, it's happened with motorcycles, and I kind of get that motorcycles do those little short bursts of speed. You know, they can they can get that down. Right, but yeah. To get a car up to that speed, it takes some significant distance. you got to yeah. know what's ahead. So, you know, some of these roads around here, we're in Georgia, and it's, there's not really a flat piece of land anywhere. There's hills everywhere, and it's, you know, twisty and turning. Right. Um, even the highways, you know, they've got... Not not low speed turns by any means, but um, significant turns. Uh, so if you don't know the terrain, you don't know where the hiding spots are for police mm-hmm. and all that. You would think that that's kind of a dangerous pursuit for a lot of reasons. But honestly, it's happened, and it happened again this weekend. Where I don't know if it's 150, maybe it's 130 this weekend. But something just goes blaring past me, and I'll be honest, like probably maybe three or four of those times out of the five or six, mm-hmm. Mustang. Almost, ah. uh, and really, and, and, and you know, it sounds fantastic when it's blaring sure. by. Yeah, you know, yeah. It sounds great. Those engines yeah. are fantastic, but I, I just cannot believe the speeds of the traveling on the highway. It's amazing in a, in a, in a vehicle like that and, and close to traffic. Cause you know, I'll be one lane away when they, you know, go past you at that speed. If any little thing happens, right. That's serious trouble. piece of debris in the road. But really, I'm, I'm watching my mirrors to see like, where, where are the police? Where the, where's the chase? Because you think it's that kind of situation. You know what it is? I, I would put, I, I would put some money on this. Not much, but I, I would be willing to wager that they have radar detectors on, on the dash. Could be. That's, that's a big part of it. Cause my friends who are, uh, I don't, they, I want to say lead feet, but they got, they got heavy shoes at mm-hmm. the very least. Uh, these guys all have radar detectors and, you know, in, in some cases that's a state by state thing, but, uh, but every single one who does, they know exactly when they can uh, pop it up to 150 or something. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. And, I, I mean, I've had friends in high school, I remember, that, that had radar detectors. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing back then. It was then, so you know, cool. They were yeah. giant, too. They were big. Yeah, they were gargantuan. Um, really big. And expensive. But the prices have dropped, and the size is much, much smaller. Oh, yeah, and now. you can integrate them into bumpers and things mm-hmm. and, you know, mount them in the dash and all that. But um, I, maybe it's just, you know, someone just trying to – just testing it out, you know, just uh, blowing out the carbon a little bit and seeing, you know <laughs> – Seeing what it'll do. And then I mean, taking really. it back to the dealer and saying, I don't know if this is for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody's guilty of this a little bit. You know, oh, you got sure. a sports car or something, you know, you, yeah. may just, you feel a little comfortable, the right place, right time, you know, mm-hmm. and you can you can get away with that. But, man, the, the situations that I've seen it in, it's not it's not all that wide open. You know, it's it's uh, it's hazardous, really. No, is would you said any time there were three or four lanes. So this wouldn't be a two lane road in no. the woods or anything. Oh, nothing like that. No, no. So uh, we're we're talking like uh, expressways, you know, where there's right. state highways and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see a long distance. You can't you can. But, um, you know, again, there's hills here that you do crest over and you don't know what's on the other side. If there's an accident, a uh, police have somebody else pulled over, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what could you do? And this is in San Francisco, but there are some pretty steep hill areas. I know that because in my uh, younger days, for any law enforcement officer listening, in my much younger, younger days, <laughs> I might as well be a different person. Sure. Uh, we used to go and find the hills where you could catch some air hmm. if you if you had the right speed and the right angle. Oh yeah, sure. I think uh, I think every high school has kind of a uh, you know a place like that where the word gets passed around. There's like a one lane bridge somewhere that mm-hmm. uh, kind of arcs up and over a little yeah. stream or something. Yeah. And 
uh, you can usually hit those at this speed and you know guaranteed that four wheels will come up. But you no ha- matter what car yeah, you're driving. But you have to be careful in some of those situations because you know cars in general are built for a fairly specific set of circumstances if you think about it, right? Uh you know you can drive of course you can drive a car on an unpaved gravel road. But you do have to take into account how that will affect the handling of the vehicle as well as the top speed you can safely drive, mm-hmm. right? Today, we're talking about something uh, that doesn't follow near the same set of rules. Um, we mentioned that this came to us from our uh, from our listener, Armin S., and I'll just read a brief part of this. Sure. So uh, Armin says, Hello, Scott and Ben. Just a quick link to a vehicle you guys maybe haven't seen yet. Uh, it gives us the link in English, and as you pointed out, Scott, that is because this is a Russian-made vehicle, uh, and it is the Sherp. But what I would like to do first before we go into the Sherp, did you see that uh, Armin sent us a joke? I did not. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I would. Okay, it says, little car joke. A man goes into a sweet store and sees a 110 scale split rear window VW Beetle in chocolate. He goes into the store and asks the sales lady if he could have some alterations done to make it look like the one that he used to own. The sales lady told, told him, no problem, it will just cost a little more. The man said, please put some windscreen wipers on it, a radio aerial, and a VW logo in, in dark chocolate, please. The lady told him that would take a while and come back the next day. Next day, he looks at his chocolate VW Beetle and says, that's beautiful, but just one more thing. Could you make it so the windows look like they open and put hubcaps and bumpers and white chocolate on it? No problem, replied the lady. Come back tomorrow. Next day, same thing. Guy likes the alterations and says, I really like it, but one last thing. Could you cut a sunroof in it and put a rear window louvre on it? Okay, no problem, the lady replied. Just come back tomorrow. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, Next day, the man comes into the chocolate shop just before lunchtime, all excited to get his now customized 110 scale chocolate VW Beetle. When he sees it, his eyes light up and says, just like I wanted it. Thank you. The sales lady replies, I'm glad you're satisfied. Should I wrap it up for you? He says, that's not necessary. I'll eat it right here. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> it's such a shaggy dog story. Oh, that is. That's exa- that's the epitome of a shaggy dog I know, story. Right? I know. I'll eat it right here. What's the? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. That's the whole, the whole point of a shaggy dog story. Right. 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 So you right. get right. like, what's the point of that? Right. But uh, yeah. that's very funny. Very and funny. you know, uh, we always enjoy it, uh, listeners, when when you send us a joke and we can read it to your fellow listeners. But of course, as I have learned to say on air, whenever. We talk about somebody sending us jokes. This is a family-friendly show. So there, we've received some hilarious stuff via Twitter or Facebook or email uh, that we, we just can't read on air. Are you talking about some of those limericks? I'm talking specifically about some of those lyrics, yeah. limericks, which were amazing. Yeah, some of them were fantastic. Some of them were really good. Uh, actually, you know what? I think every one of them were really good. It's just we couldn't read all of them on air. <laughs> right. So here we are because we, we followed the rabbit hole, uh, for the link that you sent us, Armin, and we found, uh, a, a unique vehicle, very strange vehicle, a vehicle that at first, at first I was very skeptical mm-hmm. because the, the link that we were sent was the, uh, English translation for the website. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this thing and I was thinking about all of the other um, all of the other small car manufacturing or vehicle manufacturing things that you and I covered before, Scott, and I thought, is this just another one of those? Is this yeah. going to be just a one-off or something? Yeah. Well, when I when I started looking for these, because somebody I think had mentioned it on Facebook as well, and I went out and kind of looked for it and found the first thing I found, and this was misleading to me, I found a site that had renderings. Didn't have the actual vehicle. Right. So you're seeing sketches of, you know, the vehicle in different positions. And I think that's from the sales brochure. Even. Yeah. And that's always a yellow. That's always a, uh, not a red card. But that's a yellow card to oh, me. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's like, well, here's, here's what it will look like when we produce this thing. And, uh, oh, will it? How much? Way, send, then, your, send your deposit. Right. I was like, and how much money do you <laughs> yeah, need? That's right. Uh, so uh, that's what I thought. And then, and then lo and behold, there's the gallery that shows, uh, you know, photographs and video. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, that video, that clenches it for you. That I mean, video that, impressed me, too. There are several of them, and usually most of them are uh, usually are, are three, four minutes long at most. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show maybe a specific terrain or, or you know, an area that the, this thing is, is good at conquering. Uh, but there are others that where they string all these together, and it makes like a 15- or 16-minute video. Right. Honestly, all of them are completely watchable. You should watch I mean, at least, you know, one or two of these things. And if you're not kind of uh, – I don't know, taken by this vehicle. If you're, if you're not excited about what it can do, uh, then it's probably just not for you. But if you do like this type of thing, mm-hmm. those videos are, are just, uh, they're captivating, really, because this right. thing, this thing seems like it can't be stopped. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about 
what the Sherp looks like, and that's S-H-E-R-P. So the Sherp has um, a very, like, very strange look initially. The first thing I thought of was uh, a small Lego car just because of the gigantic wheels. And it's so boxy. Oh, yeah, the wheels are so – that's the prominent feature on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. The wheels are something like um, – they're, well, they're over five and a half feet tall, I believe. Yeah. And that I, I read somewhere they're they're oh no I'm sorry they're five feet three inches tall mm-hmm. and that is seventy percent of the vehicle's total height so that's why right. it gives it this really bizarre look they're almost to the roof line of the vehicle mm-hmm. well you know what well at the at the f- not to the roof line not to the roof line but they're they're easily up to they're they're easily half of the vehicle's like total height yeah yeah seventy percent minimum yeah seventy yeah, percent yeah. so uh, they're, they're way up there and it's a weird look. And the other thing is that with these tires, they've got those big paddles on them, mm-hmm. uh, which is we'll find out is very useful in a lot of situations. But it reminds right. me of um, uh, this, like sand buggies, you know, like the ones that are that are designed to dr- drive up sand dunes. Mm-hmm. Up and exactly, down. And, exactly. And and uh, and as we'll find out, water and other stuff too, right? But mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that you'll notice right away is that they're not fully inflated. They're not like um, not real hard tires. Yeah, they're softer, and that's critical for the success of this vehicle. And that's really. That's one of the things that make this this whole thing work. I mean, I know there's a lot that goes to, together to make this this thing you know unstoppable, but the tires are a big big part of this. Remember the the uh, Rolagon tires that we exactly we, we covered? Yes, it's very similar. Well, okay, I don't even know if I can say similar. It's a bag tire. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you think like um, you know the way dragsters have wrinkle walls, you know what the way wrinkle walls uh, react when you when you accelerate, mm-hmm. uh, they get that kind of that crease at the bottom, and it's right. designed for traction and everything. Mm-hmm. These have that sometimes when the vehicle's parked, when it's not even moving, you'll see mm-hmm. the bottoms are kind of uh, uh, wrinkled a bit. Kind of folded, yeah. Yeah, and it's not intended for speed in this case. It's just intended for grip. So this thing will, um, you know, I guess bend and flex over just about any obstacle in the road. There's And there's limits to it, you know, the, the height that it can climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? I think something – it can climb over something right in front of it that's 27 and a half inches tall, I think. Right, yeah, like 70 centimeters. Yeah, so yeah. like um, uh, if, if a tree were to fall in front of you or uh, – uh, Rocks. Yeah, and I think they show it climbing over a concrete barrier uh, that looks mm. like it's – I mean, it's probably knee high, maybe a little bit higher. Um, again, 27 inches is the uh, – like the vertical – um, and of course, the wheels are right at the front and back of the vehicle, so mm-hmm. um, it just has such a strange appearance. If you haven't seen the Sherp ATV, take a look at a photograph, and you'll understand what we mean about this oddball look that it has. And let's talk about some of the specs. So, it's a uh, it's steel body. It weighs just under three thousand pounds, and that's without anything in it. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, two thousand eight hundred sixty-six, or yeah. for everybody in the rest of the world, thirteen hundred kilograms. Thirteen hundred kilograms. So mm. it's a it's a heavy vehicle, but it's all compact. It's so small; it doesn't look like it's deceiving that it would weigh that much. Right. It or is deceptive, I guess, because it's it's a relatively short vehicle. Yeah. For uh for its height and width, um, and it also has uh, well, it's it's eleven eleven feet two inches long. It just, you know what it is, and thank you for pointing that out. You know what it is? It's that the tires are just so big yeah. that it makes it look shorter. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, um, a caricature yeah. of a truck, really. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. if you if you had a caricature, uh, caricature uh, artist draw a truck instead of a person. <laughs> this is what they would do to it, probably make the tires enormous like that. So it's eleven feet two inches long. It's eight feet three inches wide. And it's about seven and a half feet tall. So, mm-hmm. uh, not tremendously tall, but remember that seven and a half feet tall, but the, the tires are five feet three. 
So uh, that's again part of this whole look. It's really it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. The engine. I'm sure a lot of people are curious about. Oh the engine. yeah, yeah. The engine's mean. It's man. Uh, well, sort of. <laughs> it's, it's a diesel. <laughs> you know what? You know what's more impressive is the fuel tank capacity. But we'll get to that. Right. So it's a Kubota engine, mm-hmm. a diesel, a V fifteen oh five T. Yep, and it's a one like it's like a one and a half liter displacement, I believe, four cylinder. Uh, but this is the thing, Ben. It only has forty four horsepower. Now. It's not a speed demon by any means. It's not intended to be that. It's mm-hmm. really intended to be capable of, of climbing and, uh, and, um, well, other stuff that we'll talk about. This minute, is but, a go everywhere vehicle, but not a get there quickly vehicle. Yeah. Cause on dry land, uh, I think the top speed is somewhere around 28 miles per hour mm-hmm. on water. If, okay, well, we're giving it away now, but this thing can float too. Uh, so <laughs> it, it can, so you can drive it right into the water and uh-huh. the wheels are part of what keeps it buoyant, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Four miles per hour is about the maximum speed in the water. So it's a very slow vehicle in the water. But the thing is, you can drive right in the water. And you're not – it's not like other cars that are um, amphibious. It doesn't have, like, you know, a, a prop and a rudder like the other vehicles have, you know, right. in that situation where that takes over. And, you know, then then you're powered by the same engine but a prop instead. This is still powered by the wheels. So imagine driving an amphibious vehicle into the water and then still expecting the wheels to drive you forward. Mm-hmm. That's what this does, and that's why it's a bit slow. It's like it's like four big paddle wheels almost mm-hmm. uh, with those giant uh, inflatable tires. And it's, it's a crazy system, but it really does work. You know what? I, I, I remember now. A Tonka truck. A Tonka truck, It yeah. looks like a Tonka truck. Yeah, you're right. It does. They always had that kind of blown out of proportion scale, didn't they? Right. Like, uh, it was really tough looking, but mm-hmm. um, the wheels were always so gigantic, almost like mining trucks. You know, that's, that's Yeah, thing. that's a good one, too. Yeah, this sim- this this looks like a, a smaller version of a mining vehicle of some kind. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I don't know what it would be good for, really. It doesn't have a, a truck bed or anything like that, but um, it can carry, what, two pa- there's two passengers in the front. Yeah, two passengers in the front. That uh, Two passengers in the front. And belted seats, but then there is a capacity because it has a, you know, it has a back storage bed. So yeah. there is a capacity to have, uh, more seats back there, but they won't be belted. Yeah. And they're, they say four, but in the video that I saw, the, uh, the, um, promotional piece that they put out, uh, they had five other people climbing there. So it's carrying seven people. And mm-hmm. I think there's just a, a weight limit. So it's probably what you're, you're comfortable carrying in the back there. Um, and it's <laughs> how kind of, well do you know each other? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they were pretty tight. I mean, they sat in kind of a circle. There's benches all the way around. Right, yeah. And it's because it, they say it sleeps four. So this vehicle will, will sleep four people. Um, I don't know how really. It's pretty small. And it has, um, yeah, it is pretty small. It didn't say comfortably. No. But, uh, it does say sleeps four. It has, um, the most common configuration, because we'll talk how, about how this is customized as well. Mm-hmm. The most common configuration involves two doors but they're not where you think they would be yeah the, because the wheels are so large in proportion to the body of the vehicle that it precludes the use of a side door except maybe i guess at the in the center between the wheels on each side you could have a ladder going up and uh, a small hatch uh, maybe but i don't i think it would adversely affect the handling that's why the uh that's why the shirts all have a front panel the entire front of the vehicle uh, opens. Yeah, it and folds you, down, right? Yeah. And then the, the window folds up, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, I, I guess you could almost picture it like the back end of a, um, you know, a truck, a pickup truck that has a camper on top. Uh, the way yeah. that window folds up, that'd be the front window. That's not And of bad, course, yeah. there's, there's water seals, you know, that, that prevent water from coming in because, right. as we said, this thing you can drive right into the water. Um, yeah, so you either get in through the front and I think you can get out of the, through the back as well. Yes. Uh, you know, there's another window that opens, but you know, it's funny. Uh, 
What do you think? What do you think of that uh, entry system, Ben? What do you think of that uh, that loading area? Uh, so I, oh, the loading area. Yeah, I mean, or how how it opens? How, you know, like what do you think about that front end um, capability? The, you know, the way to get in and out. So here's the thing for me. You know, I'm not. I I believe firmly that more moving parts create more opportunities for things to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am curious because it seems like if you were ever stuck. It would, it could, I can see situations where it would be a big disadvantage, but I completely understand why they did it that way. Okay. What do you think? Well, I, I was going to draw a comparison between this and the Dodge Diora, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never it's, mind. I guess we're not going to do that now, but that, it's similar in that way that the front, the windshield folds up and, uh, you know, there's a weird, a unique way to get in the vehicle. And I was hoping, I was just hoping that you would say like, oh, I love that. That's a great design. You're not going to catch I, me. I didn't. Catch I, you. But I see what you're saying that, you know, if you are stuck, let's say that you're, uh, you're nose into a boulder or something, you know, and right. you can't get out. But then I guess the back hatch opens up. And also this thing has a hard top and a soft top. So yeah. if you have the soft top configuration, that's an easy way out. Um, I, I don't know. It seems like there's still a way to get in and out of this thing and to get it caught. I mean, Boy, I've seen this thing go through some incredible stuff. The marsh and the, I mean, thick, thick mud, you know, I mean, just Mm -hmm. incredible. I'm just still, I'm just just still so surprised that you thought, speaking of caught, you thought you would catch me out on this. I thought I would. I thought I would get the, it's, it's not exactly, but I thought I would maybe get the comparison (laughs) close enough that I could say, aha. Gotcha. No way, man. Yeah. The Dior is ugly. <laughs> but, um, all right, we're going to open that argument again. All right. Yeah. Right, we'll yeah, wait. Sure. We'll wait. We're on the air. So have we, we haven't, you know, one thing before we move on, because yeah, there's yeah. probably other stuff, but mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about those tires because, um, the, the tires, of course, the height and, you know, the, the impressive size and shape of them, right. everything, but it's patented. they are, I, of course, it's a, you know, this, this soft kind of, uh, a bag tire system almost, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're tubeless and they're a low, low pressure tire system that can inflate or deflate on the fly. Uh, so you remember the, I think it was the Hummer H1 that could do that as well. Uh, that was something they carried over, I believe, from the military vehicle. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can deflate these tires, uh, the point where, you know, for whatever situation you need them in and inflate them again if you need to as you're driving. Right. Incredible system. From, really cool. From the driver's seat. Yeah. And there's also a few versions of this I saw that had, uh, some had open wheel hubs and mm-hmm. others had, um, a plate that had been locked into place so that it was a, a smooth surface on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's also kind of a cool thing, I guess. And, and of course that's great for mud or, you know, whatever. You don't want to get caked up in the middle there. Mm-hmm. The, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned also the, the two primary, um, configurations they have. Uh, the standard is like a pickup with the soft body with the tent essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Kung is the hard top that comes with, uh, some colors and a customizable interior. The Kung. Yeah. That's funny. I, 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 that's got to have some kind of like, uh, you know, literal transla- uh, translation. Yeah. Because the site that we were looking at was a uh, Russian site that had been translated to English. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that we were looking at is in, uh, is in metrics, of course, mm-hmm. uh, for the specs, but then also, uh, it's tough to piece together some of the, uh, the English sentences on that page. Oh. That's what we should point out. Yes, yeah, speaking of the history. Okay, so the company that manufactures the Sherp ATV was founded in 2012. They partnered up with uh, an inventor, technologist, as they describe him, called Alexei Garagashian. And I may well be mispronouncing the name, but you can find it on the website. And the reason I bring that up is because this is a relatively new vehicle. Yeah. You know, within what, three years now mm, at this point, or three or four at this four. point. Four. Yeah, yeah, we're getting old. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, what what I love about this is 
you're probably noticing, uh, folks, that as Scott and I are, are talking about this, we're talking about an ability to go to remote places, an ability to sleep, the fact that there's a generator that you can have as an onboard option. This is another candidate uh, for, for Ben's live in a car dream. Oh, yeah. It'd, you know what you know, I mean? It would be, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. This could go anywhere, except you know what? You can't go on the highway in this thing. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that's this, true. This I, would be off-road use only. This would be the the hinterlands of Siberia. Yeah, that's like you uh, just point yourself towards the mountains and go, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, this is yeah. Is this an ATV then, or is this an off-road vehicle? Oh, I, they, well, okay. Because road is terrain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess if you want to be very very literal about it, right? right? It's definitely not a highway vehicle with a top speed of twenty eight. That's for sure. And yeah. I don't think you'd want to run those tires probably on. Um, a hard surface for too long. I would see them getting, you know, filed down. And I, I, I agree. Can yeah. you imagine what a, what a replacement tire would cost for that? Plus for us here in the States, mm-hmm. have that shipped from Russia. If they're not, oh, yeah. if they're not making them here, you know, um, that's the other thing is that this company, even though right now they're building them in, um, St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg. That's right. That's the headquarters. Uh, I think they have a couple of other, uh, Russian locations that they're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that they're still, that they're working out of. I don't know if that's, you know, well, I think the headquarters are in St. Petersburg, yeah. but they're talking about expanding this to uh, to go global at some point. So this year they're talking about, you know, um, opening, I don't know if it's franchise locations or how it's going to work, but at least outlets that will sell this vehicle. So 
Uh, there's still hope that we may see this in the states. Wouldn't it be great to Wouldn't it be great to ride in one because they can go up. They have this amazing ability to go up inclines. I I remember watching some of the videos and thinking that thing's going to flip. That's oh, yeah. going to flip. Oh sure. But um, you know, even keeping in mind that a lot of a lot of the videos we saw were promotional in nature, uh, we did see. There, there are a few out there that just appear to be people filming themselves using their own shirts. You know, I was talking with somebody else on Facebook, uh, another Car Stuff listener, and I said, you know, the one thing about watching these the shirt videos that really bothered me, and I don't know why this is so, but I, I guess I kind of do know why. What was it? When they were on the ice, and they were, they were driving us on ice, and everything's fine, you know, because I've seen vehicles do that before. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's so ingrained in my head that you stay away from the edge where, you know, there's open water. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they deliberately go into that area. I mean, they drive off the edge of the ice into mm-hmm. the water. It just freaks me out, Ben, every time, because I think, like, that's 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 a bad, bad situation anywhere else in the world at any time, right? Mm-hmm. It's not You're not supposed to be able to do that. And the thing is, once you're in that water, how do you get out? Because that ice is, I mean, it the vehicle doesn't float that high in the water. Right. These tires allow it to grab the edge of the ice and, and like soft tires, pull up. It's it's incredible. It'll climb out of a hole in the water and in the ice rather um, onto the ice shelf again. It's it's amazing. It's really cool. And if you know if you can't get off of the ice, mm-hmm. you can head towards shore and break ice as you go. You know, just with these tires churning. It's really it's a fascinating thing to watch. And and when they're going through the marsh and you know uh, they're going through woods and it looked like they're just I mean of course they're just plowing over trees that look like they're you know. Big around as my leg, practically. Right. Um, you know, so these are these are not tiny little saplings by any means. These are big, big trees. They're just knocking them down like they're not even there. So it really is. It's very capable. It goes just about anywhere. And, and the thick mud stuff that was impressive as well. Um, I can't hardly think of another vehicle that um, you can just kind of point in any direction in any terrain really and go. Right. This right. this one does that. It's it's and I'm not selling these by any means. But right. You're, I feel like I am. The primary limit would be. The biological limitations of the driver in the fuel tank. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And the fuel tank is what, like fifteen and a half gallons or yeah, something. Yeah, a little and, over fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, and then they can buy an extra spare tank. You know, there's, there's a lot of options that you can get as well because the bare bones minimum of these things is really almost nothing. I mean, you get right. like a couple seats, some seat belts, and, and a heater, I think, and that might uh-huh. be that might be about it for amenities or comforts of any kind. And then you can customize it from there. Um, you know, everything from putting your company logo on the outside to you know, more plush interior, um, up, right, updates, right. To, uh, to the better top, to the, uh, generator. Um, you can check out all the options as well. Uh, you can put an additional, uh, 50 liter fuel tank in the wheels. Okay. I had a an extra about heat, that. heat, in, heating system in the wheels. I wondered about that. Yeah. Too. What does that mean? I mean, is that a weird translation thing or am I, am I, I wonder wrong? if it means that I wonder if it, it means that the, I, th- I think it's just a second fuel tank on the undercarriage, probably. And the wheel wells, maybe? Maybe, I, but, yeah. But I couldn't see it wanting, you couldn't, I couldn't see you couldn't wanting to have that there it. either because the train this thing has to cover. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think that may just be a weird translation. You can also get a trailer. Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that because I, I almost let that slip without mentioning this. I have a, look, look at this post-it note I have here. I have a drawing. Uh-huh. Uh, cause I was going to try to describe the way this works. If you, okay. if you have not seen a Sherp being put on a trailer. And that's part of one of the videos that they have, mm-hmm. I know. But uh, you can even look this up just on its own. I've, I did this this morning. It's like 20 seconds long. That's Sherp it. on trailer. Sherp on trailer, right? Uh, loaded onto a trailer. 
this is the weirdest thing. It takes 20 seconds from start to finish. You don't have to have any ramps in the back of the trailer. Uh, it's a custom-built trailer, of course. But it also looks so unsafe. It, it definitely does. But if you look at that trailer carefully, and I, I have, I watched mm-hmm. it, I, I freezed it and, and wondered why this would work. So the video goes like this. The guy is in the Sherp, goes, approaches the back of the trailer, drives onto the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I'll tell you about that in a second. Drives onto sure. the trailer, hops out of the front, gets in the truck, and drives away. No tie downs, no anything. The vehicle, mm. the vehicle, the Sherp just sits on the trailer as he speeds off down the road with his SUV. And the trailer is, the, the trailer is small. This is not, it's not an even ramp because remember, this thing doesn't really need ramps, nor does it do them, but it, the trailer has just two wheels. Yeah. Two, two yeah. Relatively small wheels. They're smaller than the wheels of an SUV. I guess you'd call it a, a single wheel trailer yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. on each side. There's the single wheel. Yeah, but, single axle. But that's critical in the way it's designed. If you, if you watch the full load procedure, and not only that, if you watch where, cause it, he cli- the, the Sherp climbs over those wheels. It climbs over the casing right. around them, the wheel well. Um, it really, this is just something you have to watch. But again, no ramps in the back, climbs over those wheels. And then if you look carefully at that trailer design, on the inside edge, and this reminded me almost of like the way um, a train wheel works. Mm-hmm. Um, on the inside edge on both sides, there's a, a a beam that goes from the front of the trailer to the wheel well, uh, front and back. And that is what holds the uh, those big, you know, humongous tires in place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow them to go left or right because there's one on both sides. Uh, so once it's on, you know, that those baggy, um, low inflation tires keep it right in place. You, there's no need to... Uh, to tie this thing down. It's, it's, just right. the, it's the weirdest thing. And if you've ever loaded a, a vehicle onto a trailer, you'll understand like how, you know, usually you, you have to have the ramps and then you have to cinch it down. You have to make sure that everything's tight and it probably feels counterintuitive to think of that, you know, to see that happen. I would think so. But the other thing is when you're watching this, look at how violent the action is on the back end of the, the SUV or whatever vehicle you are, um, you're loading it onto. I mean, normally, you know, there's not any kind of movement or very little movement of the back end of the vehicle, but this really, I mean, it, I'm saying violent. It pretty is pretty violent. It lifts the back end of the vehicle up, uh, just, just holding the, uh, you know, the, um, uh, I guess the connection point, you know, yeah. the, uh, the trailer ball, the hitch ball, yeah. um, lifts the vehicle up and then it slams it back down on the ground again afterwards. And, because it's that, so heavy. All that motion has got to cause some, some real issues with the vehicle you're towing this thing with. But it, it's, it's all so fascinating. I, I really am, I'm not hooked on it, I guess, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by watching these again and again, just the capability of it and, you know, the, the weird things about it, like, um, you know, this, 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 uh, trailer loading. I, you bizarre. know, here's the thing though. This is for a very specific, well, this, this is for a specific sort of need as far as drivers go. There's no reason to own one of these if you live in a city. No, not really. I mean, unless you're a hunter and you find yourself at a cabin where, you know, you want to go out and, uh, and this thing, you could probably, this, this could be the duck blind. You right. Could, you yeah. Could you could just right out there. live in it. Well, one thing, you know, they were doing ice fishing and this yeah. is, the, you remember when I said they crashed mm-hmm. the ice? They open the window up and they're floating in the middle of the lake and they're ice fishing out the front window of the vehicle. Two guys. So cool. Uh, yeah. So you don't even have to drill the hole. I mean, you make the hole with the vehicle and then you climb out of it. This and- could also be a good vehicle for, uh, forest rangers. This could be a good vehicle for people who are attempting to do searches in the wild or rescues. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see numerous uses for this and I wish this company a lot of luck because, uh, I, I think, 
especially in a country like the U.S. or Russia, where there's just so much remote land. These things come in handy. A lot of open space. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was thinking, would this be of any use to ranchers maybe or, you know, people that uh, are in that type of environment? Good call. I could see that. I just don't know, though. I mean, it's not fast. You can't get somewhere long distances fast. But uh, some of the rugged terrain that maybe you're not, that's not accessible otherwise, you know, via the the giant pickup truck that you have to Mm -hmm. drive around the ranch truck. Um, I know they have smaller ATVs that are capable of that, but this one... It's great um, for swamps, great for mountains. This one has more of a like an enclosure. You could carry some, you know, mm-hmm. without hauling a trailer behind your your four wheeler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or some of the other um, ATVs that I know I know will reach there, but they can't carry as many people. They can't carry as much uh, equipment. As, yeah, as much equipment or whatever you need out there. Um, so I could see being very useful for someone like that. And I guess hunters were probably the ones that I thought of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You said park rangers. That's a good one because I've been to parks before where. You know, you're, you're, uh, canoeing, mm-hmm. um, and you're out for days. You don't see people and you're going over, like you're carrying your canoe over, over mountains, really. Right. And then back down By the other the side. Backing, yeah. And on one side of the mountain, you'll find that they'll have like a Jeep that's propane, uh, um, fueled. Mm-hmm. And it's just used by park rangers to get back and forth over that mountain and just back and forth. Well, if they had something like this, it wouldn't be restricted to one island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be able to use this on, you know, multiple islands, I guess. You could travel from place to place just oh, as the canoe sure. is good, really. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, of really good uses for this thing, I think, but specific uh, for, like, private ownership. But there's one thing, okay? I think that we have sang the praises of this vehicle, which I do grant you are, are numerous. I think we've sang them for, for a while, but, Scott, the time has come. You know I'm going to ask, listeners. How much is this going to run us? Oh, that's the bad news. It's pretty expensive uh, for a toy. You know, if if you're using this as a tool, maybe not as and uh, maybe it's not out of reach, but it is around sixty five thousand dollars. Now that, that's gotta, that's not with and that's not the modded. That's not the custom heavily customized stuff. That's either. the uh, that's the base, yeah. right? So base is. I mean, let's say, let's just say ballpark sixty five to seventy thousand dollars. Um, and I think that's a U.S. number that I've seen thrown around. Mm-hmm. I think that the, someone's done the conversion on that because I can find that number everywhere, but I can't find the Russian equivalent, nor would I be able to right. translate what that means. And you can see how if you want to, you know, window shop for one of these, you can go on their website and see how much each option will cost, like the additional fuel tank, the heating system, stuff like that. Yeah, what a cool vehicle, though, don't you think? I mean, yes. I know there there's some downsides to it, and it's not for everybody, and you and very, very – um. Limited use, I suppose, if you live in a city, you'd have to travel outside of that area to, mm-hmm. to use it. But, man, what a cool thing. If you owned a big farm or if you had oh, yeah. a lot of property and you just uh, just kind of wanted to have fun. Or, it seems or, so fun to drive. Yeah, it really would be. Or, you know, if you did have a specific purpose in, in mind for something like this, this would be a great vehicle to have. It might even take the place of two vehicles, you know, like one to get you there and then one after that point. And oh, yeah. Maybe this would take the place of that. Like you don't have to have a boat also. That's true. Yeah. Or a swamp buggy Stop or whatever. Wasting your money on boats like a sucker. <laughs> yeah, let's say no, that you drive to the uh to the marsh and then you got your airboat uh-huh. that you have to take to the cabin, right? Because everybody has that problem. You know, you have to you have to have an airboat and, you know, whatever vehicle to get there. So it's true. Uh now this would uh, this would take the place of that. A little slower on the water, of course. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Four <laughs> miles per hour versus what? Sixty or whatever uh, an airboat does, those things are fast. So, uh, let's see. I thought that's pretty much what I have on this. Yeah, me too. And you know, that's just because it's, it's brand new. And mm-hmm. uh, again, we're looking at a site that is, uh, 
translated into English. And by the way, that site is, if you want to go to the site, it's sherp.ru. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Russian site. And again, there's an English button you can click uh, that will translate it for you into somewhat broken English, but uh, you're able to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And watch those videos. Man, that is a fun thing to watch. They're the best part. I really do like that. So, folks, let us know. Check it out when you get a chance and let us know what you think of the Sherp. Do you live in an environment where you would find this useful? Uh, do you think for the capabilities, the price is fair? I'm going to say I think for the capabilities, the price is fair. Plus, keep in mind, this is a newer company. So if they go into a higher production value, then the price might drop. Yeah, that's true. It could. Um, and I'm just concerned about parts and things like that. If these are Russian source parts, what would we pay here? What would somebody in Australia pay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be expensive to have that stuff imported. And yeah, and could we get the parts as well? Yeah, that's, that's a, also a question. Yeah. Oh, you know, quick thing, real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, maintenance time on the engine is something like fifty hours. Uh, so every fifty hours, you have to do maintenance on the engine. I don't know what that entails exactly. It's diesel engines, so you know, there's right. a lot of things that go along with that. But um, I, I don't think that's terrible for something like this, fifty hours. But the warranty, the factory warranty, um, it is. Uh, I want to say it's. Um, all, that's all parts and labor one year or mm-hmm. 200 motor hours. So, uh, I don't know. Is that great or is that not good? I mean, maybe you just don't put a lot of time on something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's idle time as well. I'm sure that it counts idle time. Yeah. And you know, that probably make there, there are probably some demands made on this. I'm also curious to see what, what I would love to see is, uh, some, owner modifications on this post-market, you know, oh, yeah. or aftermarket, rather. That would be great to see some uh, some wild custom versions. Yeah. Of there. yeah. And I don't ca- know, like, they... what kind of engine could you put in it? Well, yeah, I mean, we up the speed a little bit on the water, uh, right? Or, right. You know, I don't know. Is it is it something you would tamper with even, or is it something you just leave it as is because it works? Because it really does. It really does work. It really does work. Yeah. yeah. you got to see this thing climb out of the ice like the creature from the Black Lagoon or something. Yeah, it really is cool. So I'm sorry I derailed us there with the uh, the maintenance and warranty no, stuff. No, people uh, need to know. But I, Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. We've got a lot of uh, potential buyers in our audience, I'm sure. So uh, let us uh, let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are Car Stuff HSW. We can, oh, one thing before I, I know we keep stopping before we end. Uh, do we have a better nickname for Noel? Oh, my gosh. Let's see. Uh no, it seems like everything that I can come up with is like a slogan for another ATV or company. Noel the Ice Fish Brown. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Scott? Let's throw this to the listeners. Uh, if you have a nickname for Noel uh, that is uh, th- that you think will fit for this episode or other episodes, uh, or just in general, if it's that good. Do you think there's anything out there possibly more creative than Noel the Shirt Brown? Not to uh, <laughs> not to insult our abilities, <laughs> but uh, I just I, can't come up with anything. I'm convinced there might be something else out there, uh, out there in the world. It's a big place, so let us know uh, if you have some suggested nicknames for Noel. And as always, if you want to take a page from Armin's book and write to us with a suggestion for a future episode, we'd love to hear from you. Our address is our stuff at howstuffworks.com. on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. With 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done.